Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 18, and I want to talk today about creating visibility so you and your ideal partner can find each other. And I love this uh, way of looking at it because I think a lot of women think that they're looking for their ideal partner, and you're out in the world, and you're searching, you're searching on the app, you're searching among your friends, you're, you know, just out there, where is he, where is he? And there is an aspect of this that I don't think you take into consideration at all, which is he's also looking for you. Really, think about all the men out there who are dating someone, who are engaged, who are married. Think of all the people who have been married and um, are widowed or who have been married and are divorced. There is a large number of men out there who want to be in a long-term relationship. And this is a way of reframing or just taking a slightly different perspective to the other relationships that you see out there. Many times, those of us who are single will look at other couples and say, oh my gosh, I wish that was me. I'll never find someone. So you look at the fact that all your friends are happily coupled and you use that against yourself. Like I'll never find anyone. But what you're really looking at is evidence that there are five, six, seven, 20, 30 men who chose marriage over being single. And that's partly the perspective I want to bring to today's podcast is that while you're looking for your partner, he is also looking for you. And then I know your brain will probably tell you, well, there's so many single women out there that a lot of women who are more attractive than I am, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you are thinking that, refer to um, the episode, your thoughts about you. But in this context, I do want to say your specific person is looking for you specifically. Human beings are so different. We're all different. We're all complex. We all have like these combinations of likes, dislikes, our backgrounds, the way we were raised, our spiritual inclinations, our activities, our hobbies, our careers that make each person so unique that we're all looking for something different. In truth, there is no competition in the dating world. I know it feels like it. I know it feels like there's so much competition, but there really isn't. I like to use the example of myself and my husband, right? He was single and looking for over five years, like single and actively looking for over five years before we met. And it wasn't that he didn't have dates or he didn't meet people. He didn't find what he was looking for until he met me. And I also met people and dated. And there were some people who were interested in um, a long-term relationship, but they were not exactly what I was looking for. So I want to lend you my belief that there is an abundance of men out there 
who are marriage-minded and who want a long-term relationship. And I also want to lend you my belief that your specific partner, your specific person is looking for you. And so we need to get you visible so that he can find you and so that you can find him. A lot of the thoughts behind feeling invisible, feeling like no one notices you come from thinking, well, I don't know where to meet good men. The only men I meet are, you know, no good. Or feeling like you don't have a voice or feeling like you don't belong in the space where you live or in the space where you work or in the community that you belong to. Um, You might also tend to just meet unavailable, incompatible men. And I'll explain why this happens. It happens because you're leaving it up to the man to find you versus you going out after what you want. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, And then you might also be thinking in terms of geography that there are no compatible men in your city, that your city is just full of the types of men that you don't want. All of these things are stories that your brain is telling you because it wants to keep you safe. (laughs) None of these things is true. It's not just unavailable and um, toxic men out there. The reason that's happening is because you are not intentionally going out and putting yourself in the spaces where the men that you want to meet are. And it's also not true that um, there are no good men in your city. Like there's all kinds of people in your city. I hear this a lot. And the reason I know it's not true is because I believed it. Now, one time when I was dating, I just thought my state, my city, like there's no one here. I'm just going to have to move. And what's interesting is once I changed my mindset, once I changed the way I was thinking, once I began to believe in my own ability to create what I wanted and go out into the world and do things differently, I actually began meeting more and more people who were in in many ways very close to or exactly what I wanted. So all of these um, stories that your brain tells you about your ability to be visible, your ability to connect with your soulmate, your ability to um, meet good people or find good people, or even the existence of good people in your area, comes because your brain wants to keep you safe. The only thing making it hard for you to meet good men is the way you think, not the way the world is. It's the way you think. Your brain wants to keep you safe, and the way it thinks it's going to keep you safe is by having you stay in a small, comfortable network or a comfortable tribe. So I want to ask you a question. How many new people have you met recently? Whether you met them online or whether you met them in the real world um, or whether you met them on Zoom or in an activity, in a conference, at a party. How many truly new people have you met? Your brain will tend to want to keep your circle small because that feels safe. Everyone in my circle is familiar. I know exactly who they are. I know exactly what they're going to do. And so I feel safe. And some of the ways your brain will try to keep your network safe is by avoiding new and unfamiliar situations. So anything that looks new, that looks different, even things that look amazing. I have talked to women who will swipe left on men that they really, really like 
because their brain tells them, oh, probably not good for him, not, not good enough for him. He probably won't like you. Let's just swipe left and avoid the potential rejection of someone, someone amazing um, rejecting us. And the brain does that because it's so afraid of that rejection. It wants to keep you safe from rejection. So it keeps you swiping right on all of the same kinds of guys that you've been swiping right the whole time. Another way your brain keeps you safe is by thinking that the other is to blame, like a negative attitude towards whoever your brain considers the other. So your brain considers your familiar, comfortable network that they are like you and so they are safe. And then your brain also then considers anyone who is different from you as the other and therefore unsafe. So if you are earning money at a certain level, your brain potentially will consider someone who's earning a lot more than you unsafe, even though you might want it, even though you might want someone who is, you know, handsome and fit or whatever, your brain will be like, "Mm, you're not quite good enough for that. Right. And so because that rejection, potential rejection feels unsafe, your brain will skillfully (laughs) guide you to not come in contact with those types of people. So the other, there's a focus on the other and the focus is negative, whether it's a conscious negative or an unconscious negative. And finally, your brain will also try to keep you safe by creating perfectionist fantasies. Your brain will want to make your dating process smooth and easy with no bumps. Your brain doesn't want to date anyone who is a maybe along the way. It just wants you to date someone who is 100% a yes. And so it's going to create that perfectionist fantasy around the process of dating where, okay, these guys are obvious no's, so they're a no. These guys are maybes, so they're probably a no. And then I just need to wait for the one guy. I need to make sure he's going to say a yes before I approach him or before I um, ask him out or, you know, whatever your, however your brain designs what it tells you so that you're not in a position to potentially be rejected. And so you have to kind of acknowledge that your brain is doing a really good job at what it's doing, right? It's keeping you from situations that it thinks can harm you, even though those situations are exactly what you want. When you're in the cycle of um, your unconscious brain or your unintentional brain being in charge of your dating process, you will tend to hide. So some of you hide in your busy lives, right? So then you're too busy to meet people. You're too busy to go places. You're too busy to do something new, right? Or you might hide in negative emotions. So you feel bad. And so you stay home and you watch TV or you stay on social media, You avoid situations where you might be socially awkward rather than stepping out and learning how to get over those awkward moments. Um, You might feel like an outsider wherever you go. And because that feeling is so uncomfortable, you stop going places. You might wait for perfect people or the perfect one, like I talked about, the perfectionistic tendencies. And what that looks like is you're dismissing everyone that comes your way. You're dismissing opportunities that come your way. I was um, coaching a a lady yesterday and, you know, we were talking about her getting out there and meeting new people. And then she, the light bulb went off over her head was that she was only wanting to go out to places where she could meet single men. And so she had turned down 
other activities where there might there was a mixed crowd, um, but because it didn't look like a place that she could meet her potential partner, she wouldn't go. But what I want to say is, everywhere you go is an opportunity to increase your network. And there's the theory that we're only six degrees away from anyone on the planet. Chances are you're only one or two degrees away from your potential partner. Like he is probably already in your orbit. But if you are not meeting new people who could potentially introduce you to other new people, if you are letting your brain keep your network small and comfortable and unfamiliar, I mean, unfamiliar, if you're letting your brain trick you into quote unquote conserving calories by putting in low effort into becoming visible, then it feels like there are no good men. But the reason there are no good men is because you're not creating the space to meet more and more of those good men. Your brain may also be telling you there's no one good out there. Your brain might also be rehashing your old experiences with men. And from rehashing your old experiences with your ex-husband, ex-boyfriends, relatives who were narcissistic, by rehashing all of those experiences over and over, your brain creates this assumption within you that that's all you're going to experience going forward. And then guess what? That is all you experience going forward because you're not taking a different path to create new experiences. One more way that um, we tend to hide is by not being who we really are. And this is the people pleaser side of not being visible because we so want people's approval. We want people to like us. We want to be seen as being nice. We want to be seen as being accommodating and doing the right thing. Then you don't show who you really are. So you might be out there meeting people. This is an interesting one because you're out there meeting people. You're talking to people. You're in spaces where um, people are around you all the time. But you, the real you, is hidden in plain sight. You are literally hidden in plain sight because you are not revealing who you really are to the people around you. So there is no point of attraction for the men who meet you. And there's so many reasons why this could be the case. Uh, Many women who have been divorced kind of lost our identity. Like we lost our identity in the being the mother, being the wife, you know, pleasing all the people, doing all the things, being busy, volunteering, etc. And so you might not know who you really are right now. That is entirely possible. That work requires self-discovery. Who are you? What do you want? What are your preferences? What do you want to do with your life? Um, Where do you want to live? What career do you want? Like, how do you like to dress? So many little uh, pieces of self-knowledge that are potentially what we've left behind. And when you are not secure in your self-knowledge, you will tend to hide in plain sight because you won't have anything to reveal to the people that you meet. You might also um, not be very good at self-championing. Self-championing is where you are your own best backup, you're your own best friend, you're your own um like your own big sister, your own like ride or die, so that when you go into a new environment, you know that you can protect yourself from any awkwardness. You can, even if bad things happen, you know, okay, I got this. I can take care of myself. Um, I might feel weird. I might feel bad, but 
I'll be fine. That feeling of no matter what happens, I'll be fine is a sense of self-championing. It's a component of self-confidence. So if you don't have that self-confidence, um, self-knowledge, the ability to self-champion, um, you won't be able to express yourself authentically. You'll always be in that mode where you're trying to figure out the right way to do things, what do people want to hear, um, what's going to protect you from being rejected or being shamed or humiliated or embarrassed and all of that. So you have to take some time in order to be visible to create that self-confidence, that authentic boldness. And I use the word authentic boldness because being bold looks different for everyone. Some people are introverts. Some people are extroverts. Um, all of us have different personalities. Authenticity looks different for each person. An introvert or an, even a quiet person who doesn't say much can still be very self-expressive. Just by the way you carry yourself, by the way you speak, by what you say, you can, even if you only give two sentences in an answer versus a whole paragraph, um, you can reveal so much about yourself because you have that self-knowledge and security within yourself. And when you've developed that, you can go out to meet people and your interactions with people will then be so much fun. Instead of spending all your time when you're with people spinning in your head about what's happening and what do people need to see and what needs to be said and um, the anxiety of whether or not you're doing it wrong, how you look to people, how they're perceiving you, what they're saying about you, do they like you? Instead of spending all that time in your head when you are meeting new people because you're like really solid within yourself and grounded and centered, you will be able to just authentically express who you are and who you are is exactly what your partner is looking for. Who you are is exactly what that girl who's been looking for a blind date for her brother is looking for. And when people are able to connect with you in a real way, then they are more likely to either ask you out or set you up on a blind date or even just remember you and invite you to more things. So I want to encourage you to think about your visibility today. How visible are you? If a man was looking for you, which he is today, where would he find you? Could he even find you? Is the life that you are living creating more and more of those opportunities to connect with like-minded people, growth-minded people, um, people who are like you and would be compatible with you? Are you growing that network and that community so that you can very quickly meet your soulmate and live happily ever after. All right. Thank you for your time and attention and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.